The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the IGN spoiler cast of Death Stranding. If you are trying to avoid Death Stranding spoilers, get out of here. Go. Run away. Go now. Pretend there are BTs. Just get out. Uh, <laughs> furthermore, if you would like to see a more concise spoiler cast that really just cuts to the chase and is not just four people yammering on about what happens at the end of the game, we do have an ending explained, which you can go check out. But in the meantime, I'm Max Scoville, and I'm joined by my colleagues Tina Amini, Hello. Sam Claiborne, hey. and Mark Medina. Hello. And we have all finished Death Stranding. Yes. Yeah. After you know, many hours. Well, yeah. completed the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Made our delivery. We did it a couple weeks ago. Do you even remember what happened? I, I, I watched our ending explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot happens. There's a lot in there. Yep. Uh, I, people have had uh, weird kind of varying reactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go any further, a bit of housekeeping. None of us reviewed the game mm-hmm. for nope. IGN. Uh, Tristan Ogilvy, who's based out of uh, Australia, which is 7,000 miles away, uh, gave it's it a lot a of zip lines. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that, is a, that is quite a hike, but he gave it a 6.8, which a lot of people disagree with, and some people are like, nah, I could see it. But a lot of people are enjoying the game. A lot of us enjoyed the game. Yeah. I was sort of, I don't, I don't, I'm, uh, I've gone back and forth about it, but I mean, the point of this is to sort of talk about our experiences. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just please don't try not to get too mad at us. Anyway, um, I want to know what you guys each kind of think of the, think of the game. Tina, yeah. what was your sort of overall experience? It definitely takes a long time before you get to the meat of it, both in terms of the gameplay and the story. But I think if you rough it out through about 10 hours of the opening, it gets to a point where you get into this repetition that's really familiar, but you're also seeing a lot of your friends' bridges and zip lines and that like connectivity experience starts to really come into its own at that point and i started to really enjoy it at that when it's like actually opened up nice the gist of it and then it closes into boss fight after boss that's fight that's true yeah it's, it's sort of like an which are good boss. i think they're good yeah but you, but you enjoyed it right i enjoyed it ultimately i can see a lot of why people would be frustrated with some of what you know some people have called tedium um but if you're willing to kind of overlook that or if you're not as bothered by it it's something where there's a lot to be experienced in the game for okay. sure and Sam, what about you? Yeah, so I, uh, it's probably my second, it's my second favorite game of the year after Resident Evil 2, which I loved. And I, I really enjoyed my time with it. I think, uh, the repetition and tedium that the others saw, I just didn't get. I, I thought that there was a, a really cool sequence of, of uh, gameplay. So I liked how you ran for a while, and then you dragged briefly, which I didn't like at all. Uh, but you, uh, you know, that, that, what is that thing called? The floating thing? Uh, but then you drove motorcycles, and then you got to jack a truck, and then you got to build zip lines, and then, uh, by the end, there was just all boss fights, as I just said. 
So it's like that that progression was really varied and different for me. And I thought that was really cool. I didn't I just didn't feel like there was like a, a slow part to begin with. I loved breaking the game in funny ways. Like I think like that concept of getting up a any hill you can with a horse in Skyrim is 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 totally best stranding as a game. It's like you can take any vehicle anywhere you want if you put your mind to it. And I don't know, I just like open world games that you can kind of break and explore that way. I think it's really cool. I think of all, all the people I've talked to about this, the fact that you got as into it as you did was the biggest surprise to me. <laughs> I know. I don't, I, I well, I don't like a... the, the narrative side of Kojima stuff too much, but I do really like the idea of like being able to go into a sandbox and mess with it. Mm-hmm. And I love, uh, in Metal Gear games, like those you know enemy bases are just my favorite gameplay of the last 10 years. I love those so much in 5. I think 5 was really good for those uh, infiltrations. And this didn't have a lot of infiltration, but it had that. But still had that like saying, like, there's a lot of ways to do something, so many ways that you can break it a little bit. You get to tinker it, tinker with it. Yes, exactly. Mess with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, what about you? I expected to like it more than I did. That being said, I liked it a lot. If anybody follows me on uh, Twitter or watches me on the Xbox show we have, I can't stop talking about Death Stranding leading up to it. And I was like, I'm going to be enamored with this game from from start to finish. Uh, and then I found myself, I was like, you know, I, I kind of wish the story was a little bit better than it is. But I did like the gameplay. I did like seeing other porters, that kind of stuff. That the whole idea of like, I, I know exactly what you mean with the motorcycle, and it's like you're trying to, you're just bashing up against a rock, and then somehow eventually the game yeah. just like jumps on it and puts you above the rock, and you're like, yes, you gotta get on um, your back wheel. That's yes, trick. yeah. Well, we've all ditched vehicles. Yes, yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. That weird like awkward bunny hop. The bunny. Yeah. Boing, <laughs> boing, yep. boing. Yep. Uh, but no, I. I thought I would be enamored with it. Instead, I really, 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 really liked it. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, I completely get that. I think <laughs> Sounds um, like an 8.6, so the upside-down <laughs> version of it. There we score. go. Yeah. I would say like the two of us were definitely the most kind of closely tuned in on it pre-launch, which I yeah. think probably... I've talked about this, but I think there were things that got spoiled in the trailers leading up to it. Oh. I think there were just even visual elements, like little, you know, I mean, you see... You see one of the, you see some of the last bosses. You see mm-hmm. moments from the final cutscenes in some of the trailers. But not everybody watches the trailers as kind of as closely as we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we also were effectively early adopters. Uh, yeah. I think we burned through it before anyone else did. Yeah, which, absolutely. This yeah. is not a game to be rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think honestly, I kind of spoiled my own experience by like watching too many of the trailers closely and also trying to burn through it. And I still can't figure out exactly what the experience is like. Uh, I don't know how much of like the with the strand system, how much of uh, what you see in the world is determined by the game, and how much is determined by the actual strand system, like how many other people playing. Yeah, it's weird because when you log into the game, not log in when you when you are playing the game, you see things, and then if you go to the system menu, half the time it tells me I'm not online and I have to log in. Yes, and I'm like, but I'm seeing online zip lines yeah. and stuff like that. They've been loaded in before, but man, if you play offline, that is hard mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we both talked about this a lot. If, if you are, are playing offline and the servers are down sometimes, you just don't have a bunch of zip lines and private dwellings. What are they called? You know, the safe places. Mm-hmm. The safe houses. That's what they're called. Uh, and, uh, and, and those are just there. Like, somebody peppered those throughout. And I did a bunch of those. I built as many roads as possible in my game. I did every single road in mine, and uh, they appeared in everybody's game, and I, I was getting likes like crazy, and it just felt really good. So there's that kind of hump in the middle where people are saying, like, oh, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. I suspect that that if that was if that's used by people to build and share and talk to people about that, that's 
a really cool core of the game that's easy to miss. It's yeah. also interesting because when you go from the early sections where you're completely relying on roads and I completely relied on yours, mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. get to this like snowy mountainous area yeah. and like that's a completely different experience because you need zip lines to traverse them. So I knew, okay, I'm going to keep my PCC level twos on me. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. I have four so I can set up a system <laughs> I so I can bring thing, myself yeah. back also. And I know I'm contributing to friends who I've stranded with as well. So mm-hmm. it's like becomes this different game where you become, you're not just a porter, but you're a builder too. Mm-hmm. And especially with zip lines, you have to specifically think about the topography and like, you know, where the geography is going to connect to places. And you can actually on the map, if you rotate your controller, you can see um, a three-dimensional vision of it. So you can figure out like, mm-hmm. I needed like this zip line to be here, but this zip line to be here in order to connect to all these other routes. It's like in so Lord of the like Rings, the lighting process. of the fires across yeah. the mountains. It, yeah. it is a math process. Yeah. And like, you can kind of like, you really have this geometry to contend with. And you always are like running to the top of a peak and putting your little tuning fork there and like kind of lining it up with the other ones. It feels so satisfying. A grappling hook where if you have one with you and you see something in distance, you're like, I'm not walking. Yep. Just head on up. Uh, But yeah, like the zip lines are, I think, one of the coolest parts of the whole game and they, they get, they get dropped in there fairly late depending on how you're, how you're playing it. Uh, but again, this is the sort of weird experimental side of it. This is the social strand system. This is the construction stuff. I want to talk about boss fights, which is something Kojima is known for. He's made some of the coolest boss fight experiences in all of gaming. And there are definitely boss fights in here. Uh, I liked some of them, but uh, let's just go around and, and discuss them. Tina? Well, they mostly felt like mini-bosses, because anytime you get sucked under by the BTs, it's like, you know, there's there's a giant cat or something, and you you can run away from it, so that doesn't really feel like a proper boss. I call that just, I thought that was like a, just a, a big enemy. Yeah, I, I guess mean, like so. The more sort like of, a, yeah. But, but yeah, surprisingly, but the bosses recycled those big enemies. Yeah. Like, those, yeah. those ended up being some of the so bosses. Like introductory. Yeah, when Higgs drops down, he's like, are you ready for some action or whatever? And he gives yeah. you that first boss. Yep. That was a boss I felt like I'd already that fought a few yeah. times because it's, yeah. it's just a catcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But the, there really only feels like there's maybe two proper boss fights. Is that right? Well, there, there's the World War ones. Does that count? It's like right. a boss sequence, it's but it's sequence. not. You know, it's not and really it's repeated different. Repeated all the time. So but really I know what you're saying because like, there's the Higgs one-on-one fight, yeah. right? And yeah. what's the other one? Well, I would say the giant BT that you actually see early on. Um, oh, the, the anthropomorphic one. Yeah, exactly. The walking one. The walking one. Yeah, that's so a, that's like, a total boss fight. If we're talking about boss fights. I think that like there's basically the three versions of Cliff, the three different Warzone ones. Yes, yeah, so you do count those. those are, I consider those boss fights. They're yeah. sort of recycled in different settings. They're like yeah. Kojima style boss fights, like Metal Gear style, yeah. where it's a right. one on one. Like boss and, like, you're levels. In a new area. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Uh, those are there, great. There is the big anthropomorphic sort of yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that that dude who again was in. The second trailer, yeah, but which I was just like, wait, that was yeah. in the trailer. Yes, it was in the trailer, but also doesn't he make an appearance when he gets all the delivery guys? Um, he like eats one of the delivery guys. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that, that's right. That was the, yeah, that's the same yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that dude shows up with the big, you know, the hands going every which way. Yeah. So that was a cool one. Uh, I was crazy about the big, uh, the big whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whale was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Now you fought the whale in its first incarnation when you're crossing the tar uh, belt. Right? Isn't that where you fought it? Yeah, isn't that its only incarnation? No, because you fight it again when there's a storm at the very end of the game when you're uh, doing your final trek east. At the end of that trek east, uh, you, uh, uh, well, actually in the middle of it, kind of, you, you fight that way. Another giant whale. You fight him then? 
It's a during it, like that right flies outside around. of Capital, right outside State. of Capital Knot. Yeah, when you have to do this sort of like hopscotch across. Yeah, when the when oil, they're like yeah. you, the oil you thing. Haul your we all ran from that whale. Oh in the no, oil I kicked his ass I, because it makes basically a platforming level for you to get across oh, across yeah. the top. But that's the skippable one, and then and you the can non-skippable actual boss fight. Yeah, so the whale comes back later where you fight it, but maybe maybe. But apparently, you killed if the whale. Max kills it, you don't have to fight him at what the if end that's of the true? game. It's also possible I was tired and decided to run from the whale later on. I, I can't recall. But Wait, again, so you like, didn't fight the whale with the rocket launcher? I definitely fought the whale that's with the, the rocket launcher. That's the boss battle. Yeah, that's that was the, boss that was the part about. where I was like, hell yes. yeah, that one was cool. Literally the next day, I showed up to work and I think the, the launch trailer had dropped or something, and I was like, oh, it was in and that. It was just like in the thumbnail. It was like auto playing yeah. on Twitter, yeah. and I was like, I'm really glad that I played that before because that was one of the few things that really surprised me. But uh, yeah, as for the actual, like, the, the other bosses, there was the whole Higgs sequence, which mm-hmm. was sort of like a weird... That felt almost like a like a sort of dumbed-down version of the the fights with Cliff. Yeah, weird. and also it's, yeah. it's it's like a big, silly meta sequence where there's all these game references thrown out. There's the mention of Mario and Peach, which is, like, so weird out and out of nowhere, and it's handled poorly. And then there's the, the actual <laughs> fighting game. Well, I mean, it's silly, but there's the fighting game sequence where they have life bars, and they're just beating each other up. I took so many screenshots of Did them, you really? Because it's just, like, smushed, like, punched. Oh, that was oh, funny, yeah. 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 Ooh, that was cool to see that in yeah. engine. And then also they just mentioned... Game over and game yeah. a whole lot in that time. That yeah. was there was an odd running theme that I felt like never really stuck the landing. Where like even early on, Dead Man's like he's like it's gonna be game over, man, and then it played like a little mm-hmm. like you know the, oh, yeah, the, the little jingle game. thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, and then the whole Mario Peach thing and just I I I don't know never be one game Cliff over. introducing you know himself was... as or not Cliff uh, Higgs introducing himself as like it's time for a good old fashioned boss fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Gun yeah. On his so that, maybe that was more like a Higgs through line. I, I was gonna say Heartman introduced a really cool thing where uh, there's there's you know you give likes all the time in the game and I like he, he, he like sometimes he would give a thumbs up and then Sam started giving thumbs up with a little like you know uh, yeah but, you but, get to see it like in game he's like. Blink. <laughs> I love that. And then when you're when you're he's in a cutscene, you get to look around his room and you get likes for everything you check out. Oh, and then yeah. when you leave, you you screw up his stylus on his turntable and you do like a little record scratch. That was, like, a, that was a wonderfully weird moment. <laughs> it subtracts um, it subtracts twenty likes and then bounces them back up again when you leave. It's so weird. I, I would say the, the to the boss fights. I think my favorite one was the like maybe not my favorite favorite, but the one I liked a lot was the shooting on the beach with Higgs. And you're kind of like running around the beach and you're using your Ojedic sensor, sensor to kind of see where he is because it was very satisfying to like parry him and, and see Sam just kind of like kick him and like I got through that whole thing like without that. knowing about parry. And you can do it in a lot of different ways. So, like, all my stuff was, like, a little bit of, like, running up to him, punching him, and then, of course, the tying, and then just kicking a whole lot. Well, because Sam is, like... You grabbed cargo and smacked him in the face. See, I didn't even do that. Oh, because there's there's, like, dead cargo. He would come out and start just, like, chewing scenery, and I would just, like, whoop a briefcase out. Yeah, exactly. You guys tied him up, though, right? No, I didn't tie him up. You never tied him up? Oh, I tied him up. Even Sizz, like, this strand versus gun. Yeah, but instead it was briefcase versus gun. Wow, did it take a long time to kill him with a briefcase? No, it was great. What? <laughs> See, that's the that's kind of person. Just, <laughs> that's the Kojima magic. That's exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's like a, 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 a sandbox that you can mess with. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Even in a boss fight. I'm, I'm dying to hear the little things that pop up. Like I, 
I was sort of disappointed you couldn't do more peeing on stuff in the middle of things. Like, I, did mm-hmm. anyone successfully pee on one of the larger BTs? Actually, the very end of the, the game was ones. the first time I ever peed. Like, I just didn't yeah. even do it. And I was like, I should try this out. And it was like a thousand milliliters, and yep. it took a long time, fifty a seconds long. or something like that. I, I would do it every time I had to like build something. It's like building a generator. And it's like, you know, I'm like, well, now's a great time. <laughs> but if you pee um, on the BTs, nothing happens, right? Because theoretically, your whatever's like any liquid that your body produces in your DNA should harm them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like when, actively when, uh, peeing on them doesn't do anything. When they're when they're grabbing you, yeah. like if they get you, if you're running away from the yeah. from them, if you are outside of it, if you pee on them, they'll kind of scurry away. From really? You. Oh, because yeah. I saw footage and I didn't see anything. So somebody that's really this. one thing that like immediately bothered me, and I realize this sounds juvenile, but like the thing I love about Kojima games is that they reward players who do sort of test boundaries and kind of just like poke around, like. For instance, uh, in Metal Gear Solid 2, when uh, Pliskin is taking a nap, if you just ride and go up and point a gun at him, he'll just immediately beat you up. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you're not supposed to do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, other weird little things where if you, you know, if you call Mei Ling on the Kodak too many times, she'll be like, stop calling me, and she'll, like, stick her tongue out and ignore you. Mm-hmm. Like, little things like that where it's just sort of like, it's, it's finding things that players might do while bored. And then rewarding them for doing that. Well, we might see, we might still yeah. soon see this I'm, stuff come out, hopefully too, because I, what's the character that gets married? I was gonna say, you're talking so, about the spring thing? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you know, you're supposed oh, to yeah. transport her body to her, um, what becomes her husband. Yeah, the uh, junk junkyard and the chiral the artist. Junkyard, yes, and the thing. chiral artist. So you pick up the chiral artist and you put her in your, you, you, you like weirdly carry her in like a corpse bag, <laughs> yeah. um, to her soon to be husband. But you can take her to the hot springs you and you guys just take a bath together. Maybe. Let's take her to the incinerator. <laughs> if know, you take her to the hot springs, there's a cut scene where you're just supposed to sit in the hot springs. Yeah, she's yeah. there. Okay, and she doesn't it. even so have her mummy that's suit on. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, there is the whole like, if you stare at his like crotch in the safe house, he'll like punch the camera. A bunch of safe room I'm, things where he like points at the shower. He's like, I guess oh, like, yeah. I desperately need a yeah. shower. Guess what? I, what I'm getting at here is I'm mad that you couldn't pee just anywhere. Uh, oh, so yeah. I really oh, yeah. wanted to just like take a leak in front of like dead man and have him be like, Sam, what are you doing? Hartman's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he passes out and you're like, you go pee on his DVDs and he comes back and he's like. What is that? <laughs> Why is it wet here? Um, but anyway, I have I have brain problems, and I apologize for that. Um, so let's move on. Let's talk about the story a little bit. Let's talk about sort of the actual, the flow of this. This was a post-apocalyptic uh, Kojima epic. Uh, mm-hmm. Tina? You know what's interesting? Like, I, I like all that. I like how, you know, he personified the Big Bang, essentially, in Amelie. Um, but the thing that I actually was drawn to the most was BB. And I really liked the evolving connection that um, that Norman Reedus' character had with BB, uh, and especially how um, Dead Man like also develops a connection. And so it's this idea of them using babies just as tools, and then coming to terms with that, what that means. Because BB becomes so much more significant to the main story mm-hmm. than you initially even feel. It's like just through the Odra deck detecting um, where BTs are, but really like there's so much significance for Amelie, and Amelie even falls in love with. You know, the original BB, which was Sam. So I really like the BB connection, and I feel like it's kind of like the unsung part of the story. And now that we can spoil it all, I mean, the yeah. the moment in which Sam sizz Lou the first time yeah. is not in like a, 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 a like a structured moment. It just happens. he just says it, yeah. and then he says it another time, and then the button prompt changes, yeah. changes to check on Lou, and then it just naturally Dead develops. Man is like. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you gave him a name. Yeah. It's so lovely, and then of course oh, yeah, the I, twist at the end with Louise. Like it's so cool. I love uh, that whole I, sequence is great. I remember missing that, and I was like, "Wait, who's Lou? Like, yeah. why is Lou giving me likes?" And mm-hmm. that and I was like, "Oh, he calls her calls him Lou now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, calls her Lou. The whole well, the whole baby sure. thing was like, I love that everything that was sort of telegraphed to us and all these all these trailers were like, what is Death Stranding? This is so this is gonna be so weird and so crazy, but it'll all probably make sense. And then it all made sense contextually, but it still was extremely weird. Yeah. That's what I, I, that's a good way to explain it. it. It's like the Lost Universe and the end of Lost did not make sense still. But the Death Stranding universe, like it, there's a, there's a logic and a backstory and everything like has a name and it actually makes sense. Like I understand when I watched the cutscenes, I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, that that is just explaining this character further or or for furthering the plot. Like it was a very simple thing to understand once you had the established lore. And the lore is what my favorite part of this game was. It's new. It's just not from anything. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not based on you know uh, uh, classical you know biblical things. It's not ba- like apocalypse stuff. It's not based on any sci-fi thing. It's not based on Tolkien fantasy. It's just its own darn thing. Well, there are like you think that's all in there. Yeah, there's historical elements. There's science behind it, but it's twisted. So it's like you know there are World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War references, and then there's also like the, like Big Bang and the fact that there are the mass these, extinctions. Like, mass extinctions. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all based and they have these touchstones on historical events. And there's even like caveman drawings where they were yeah. drawing back to like this is when they experienced their extinction event. But it's just so totally Kojimaized. Yeah, I mean where the, it's manipulated into this crazy story. Kojima is a dude who loves movies. He loves he loves. You know, pop culture, and he, he loves to kind of. The, the, I think the mark of a good auteur, or good you know, creator, is somebody who can like who can hide their influences and hide the things they're borrowing. <laughs> well, in, in the same way that like you know, Pulp Fiction is a is a groundbreakingly like original film, but then mm-hmm. if you like read some Elmore Leonard and watch Rashomon, you're like, mm. wait a minute. Yeah, you and, don't want like, to be banged over the head with a reference. You want to no, be subtle. So you're is, saying this is the Family Guy of video games? <laughs> I'm saying, you know, well, you know, no, this is you know, what Kojima's favorite movie is. Beer fest. I was texting Max halfway through this the is... game through this because it's like there's totally a beer fest moment in this game, and I'm like, hey Max, have you ever seen beer fest? Because Kojima has. That was like my favorite. I, I have it written down here. That was my favorite story moment is when Mama dies, and I'm like, oh, this is so sad. And then it's like she has a twin sister, and it's mm-hmm. still played by Marco Quali. Like, and just... you know what? By the end of the game, we're just gonna call her Mama now. Too. <laughs> I'm like, that, no, beer fest. Like... I mean, I don't want to spoil Beer Fest. We have another video going up about <laughs> hit film. Beer, beer Fest spoiler cast is after this. No, one. like that's you're totally right. I'm I'm sure that's popped up in some other corner of fiction as well too. But like, I'm sure it is, has. It is also just like such a like t- like twist for sake of a twist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, like, oh man, it's like a really of sad. And yeah. I'm, I I think it's like I think they keep them separate enough where it still can be sad that Mama died. But um, to go off what uh, what you guys were saying earlier about how like. Watching the cutscenes, you're like, "What is going on?" Like, I don't understand what's happening. But then I, it's like, I said I understood every cutscene. Anyway, it made total sense. I me. didn't. Uh, but going through, we've been, uh, especially these four people have been working on death training and uh, like the story explained and the ending explained, and it's like it all kind of makes a lot more sense now once you really like dive back deep into it. And I, I definitely liked it a lot more now than I did when it first like when it first ended I was like so you're saying on oh. reflection you've enjoyed it yes mm-hmm. well also there are, there are elements in the introductory uh, introductory cutscenes for the for the game that like going back to it if you watch it you're like ah I get that reference yeah. like, I'll be waiting for you on the beach or the photograph with Amelie and Bridget Strand like there mm-hmm. are all these sort of like um, forecasting elements yeah well and I think the game like yeah. expects you to retain 
everything that's ever happened. So that way, when when some big reveal happens, you're like, that's oh, yeah. why this. And you're like, no, because there's seven I don't hours know if it, of cutscene. If it intends yeah. that though, because there's a lot of storytelling that's done where it overwhelms you with exposition and backstory and mm-hmm. detail, so you get a sense of the universe, and things later don't feel out of place in it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like, oh, like a, it's always a callback. So I, I like appreciated that the world was big enough that it was overwhelming at first, and then I got it. Like that's a good way to build a world. You brought up cavemen. Did you notice that uh, in old? There's a lot of stuff about old cave paintings and and fossils in the game. One of the things that's really cool is that uh, one of the oldest forms of human art, about forty thousand years ago, humans would put dye in their mouths and then blow against a wall and it would make a handprint. And it like it makes these beautiful red and black handprints in old cave walls. And that's what's all over Sam's bruises. Like that's on his body. Which that's is- where that comes from. And then in Dead Man's uh, Heart Man's. Uh, awesome, cool Icelandic palace. Uh, he has like a big wall painting that is that cave paintings in, in those colors. But it's also the inverse of the the BT. Hand it print. is that the handprints yeah. too. Yeah. The chirality of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like the whole chirality thing. That's in one of the first episodes of Breaking Bad. Like the yeah, and and watching that little segment really is funny, like yeah. the best way. It's like it's like it's like the hands are identical and yet opposite. And I was like, oh, I understand Death Stranding now. <laughs> Uh, what did you guys think of of Cliff, of Mads Mikkelsen's character? I thought there were good moments, like gameplay-wise, I thought there were really good moments to cut into the story and intersperse like the pace of, of how you're playing through it. His performance was pretty good, too. I mean, like I, I definitely noticed a sense of confliction there. Like, he's this villain, but he's also like grabbing out for BB, and I love BB, too, so how could he be all that bad? And so I felt like there, I was definitely being led down the path of there's something more going on with Cliff that we're going to find out towards the end. So that was paced out really well for me. The mm-hmm. subtlety of him going for BB, but it not being the BB he knows in his afterlife, mm-hmm. but, but BB is there because... Uh, Sam is BB is really interesting because he, he's kind of like he'll touch the wrong BB and the BB will kind of look at him and smile but not really like connect with him. Oh, BB put put BB's hand up. And did did the hand yeah. thing and but then like the actual BB is right in front of him and he doesn't realize it. I love that. Then why why did I love it? Because I just said it was subtle. Mm-hmm. They didn't beat you over the head with it for a long time, and then it gets a little bit beaten. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like we've seen like sort of Kojima be very much like he loves his stars, like he loves to get mm-hmm. people out there acting. And I think sometimes he gives them like you know he gives them dialogue that their the actors are like, I don't really know what's happening here. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Because they deliver their lines pretty darn well for Mm -hmm. what this game is and and how wacky it is. And there's a lot of extra dialogue that you can just skip through. And they just did all that. I think think Matt's (laughs) crazy. I think like the for for just the fact that also that was that was him that was his voice and his and his personality. Whereas with like with Hartman and Deadman, it was like a you know a voice actor basically Mm -hmm. voicing a a, another person's skin. You know. Mm Yeah, I, I mean, the the fact that we got introduced to Cliff in the first trailer, where he's this like terrifying, you know, army man in the sewer, being like, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're like, oh, this guy's this guy's super scary and terrifying, and then he pops up and he's like, hey, I got a great bottle of wine. Yep. I'll tell you, you're mm-hmm. gonna have it someday later. I'll show you everything. We'll go to the moon. You're like, yeah, oh, he's actually lovely. And it's then- disappointing when those sequences repeated. I was so hoping they would figure out a clever way to not have those. Repeated. I still maintain they did not repeat. But- Tina thinks she saw a secret ending to one of them. I don't. Remember I don't mean think so. I don't remember them ever repeating. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember them repeating. Some of them were just slightly extended. That's, That's cool. why I think they. Mm. Like yeah. But I, I, I'm kind I of the same way. It's like so much. <laughs> I don't know. When you watch the second trailer, and it's like, okay, you know, Norman Reedus is the good guy. Mads Mikkelsen is the bad guy, and that's just instantly what it is, right? And then it's like, yeah, then you see the BB Pod stuff, and he ends up being this like really tragic character that I, I loved a lot. Yeah, he's awesome. 
I think Sam was good. I, I know he's annoyingly not speaking a lot and is kind of one of those silent characters, but it is those moments in the room where he kind of has a little smile on his face or he's hinting at something that's like, hey, Norman Reedus like played this pretty well, too. Yeah, I like those a lot times. of body language, like even him just withdrawing when mm-hmm. someone comes yeah, up for a hug I like that or like a lot. stopping Lochna when she's coming mm-hmm. up for a hug. Those oh, kind yeah, of moments yeah. like really illustrate who he is. And him but plus BB like, are really good, too. Every moment with him it's and BB is like, yeah. how are you doing? I, I would love to see like behind-the-scenes stuff about all of the all of the performance capture they did when he oh my gosh. in the private room. Yeah. Like all the stuff where oh, it's like, yeah, yeah. all right, uh, chug, the, chug the drink, which later There's became a- Monster, but I swear that's supposed to be beer initially. Yeah. It gets increasingly rowdy and then like spits in your face. <laughs> and, like, There's like a, they, they released on release day, they released like this little behind the scenes showing some stuff and it shows Sam just like, or Norman Reedus, like doing the whole, like all that stuff and it just like looks really funny. I, I'm with you. I kind of want to watch this entire game again just with the mocap because it's like, I've, we've seen like Mads Mikkelsen and, and, and Norman Reedus, but like we haven't seen like Leia Seydoux and her mocap outfit, and it's like I really want to get into all that. How did Del Toro work with his mocap with another person speaking? Yeah, well, he's just scanned in. Him, and, just, him and Nicholas Winding Refn are just scanned in. They, they put his face on somebody else's body data. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing is like completely. Like, Kojima's, obviously, he's trying a lot of different stuff in different directions. Like, it's it's like a crazy, ambitious game to be like, it's a new genre of video game. But also, uh, here's, you know, Academy Award nominees and directors and yeah. stuff. And even Lindsay them, Wagner, even yeah. Amelie, that's not her. That's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not Lindsay Wagner. She's just scanned in. Yeah. And then, of course, there's all the just random cameos of people who pop up. The Yeah. Conan O'Brien thing was phenomenal. Oh, I loved, I loved it. That that was such a. I loved. Finish. I love that. Like it fits with Sam so well because he's just like he's just like giving him jokes and Sam just stares at him and he's like, uh huh. Okay, like. I could What about tell, this one? <laughs> um, with all of those, uh, with all of those NPCs, I could never tell until I connected to them, them to the. Oh yeah. Because they're so like fuzzed out, and I'm like, oh, that's Conan O'Brien. Like, I, I totally agree. Like, I did. I just couldn't tell at all. And I, I don't. I think uh, several people had played through that in our office and did. Didn't realize it was Conan O'Brien, which is totally understandable. The voice, you, I mean, seriously, that, that like, one I knew. <laughs> that, that was a giveaway, but it's just hard to see. I hope we get like just random cameo DLC, like just other people pop up. Yeah, yeah. yeah why not? Other random like here's preppers. a new region, and yeah. also like for a game that's entirely about like reconnecting people with the internet that has a very active community. Like we don't know. I don't think we know anything about what the post-launch plans. Are I know. Aside from PC, Alaska. I don't know. Yeah. That would be Hawaii. The moon. I want to yeah. go to the. I want to deliver stuff on the moon. That seems like a great time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about the ending a little bit. That's yeah. the the whole big thing. Right. That was the. I would say the bulk of the spoilers was just all of that. It kind of felt like the bulk of the game because after a certain point, you just have like this really long ending of a uh, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, cutscene, cutscene, cutscene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm scrubbing through. I have all seven hours of cutscenes on a timeline, and I'm like, I when you when you start. That's the total game, not just the ending. No, just the whole every whole game and about halfway scenes. through the timeline is that's when the ending starts and you're like wow there's so much because there's just like so half of all cutscenes are endings. endings. No, there's like a three hour movie at the end. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, the okay, so Amelie and Bridget are the same person and they are an extinction entity who mm-hmm. is there to cause the sixth. Apocalypse, basically, and put an end to all of life on Earth. Wow, spoilers. All right, we'll take it from here. Go. Okay. <laughs> but like, for the last time, because the first five extinction events weren't exactly the Some same. animals they left, got They through. left a yeah. species, yeah. and this one was... It's unclear yeah. why she Whales, doesn't want to destroy everything. Biotes, 
birds, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were just talking about this. Uh, I think only cryptobiots and humans are the only living things you see in the game. No, you see a deer at the beginning. And oh, a, deer. Right. You see a deer. A deer and, right. and birds. But you never see a deer again. And I guess you see because moss. Because you see that deer. You There's see lots of a moss. bird land and, and get all turned old right in, in the opening oh, of the game. Yeah. Turned old. Turned old. Oldened. 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 Oldified. Oldened deer. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that poor deer, I forgot. Okay, it well, it didn't make the, the joke. We're talking about the ending, not the very beginning. Everyone's seen the deer. Deer's fine. But so it's they're trying to bring they're trying to bring in the end of the world. Yeah. They being two women who are in fact the same woman who is in fact no woman at all, but sort of a godlike Big Bang Theory type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then of course uh, Sam. It turns out to be that original BB that was in all these uh, 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 that was grown in a lab. Right. And uh, Mads was trying to protect and then uh, kidnap and and then uh, there's that weird thing that happens where the baby dies. And then gets brought back by Amelie on her beach. It's unclear how the baby makes it to her beach. But when she does that, she seems to make him a repatriate. Because she says, I'm going to send you back. I'm going to lead you back. And like I, I suppose she leads him back every time. But sometimes he disappears in the water and goes back himself. So that's a lot all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she, she goes and after, after he dies, she goes and picks him up. So I would assume that it's her transporting him to her beach. like Because she didn't mean to kill him. Yep. But then, through the power of hugging, Sam saves the day. Yep. He does. But then also has a gun to maybe sh- shoot her with. But then well, she Which get- I did shoot her, and it does nothing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I it shot her 30 right times. Her. Yeah. There is an alternate ending right there times. that I, I don't know if any of us got. I've seen it now where if you just, if you just let her walk out into the water... The apocalypse will happen. You oh, just yeah. get a game over that. screen. I got that yeah. three. Okay. You get like a continue screen, so you just, right. It's not really. I don't really consider it's just, it. It's, come it's, back to it's, life. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like, it's hey, you state. didn't do the right thing, exactly. and so then it makes yeah. you do it again. But it comes yeah. back with you holding the gun. So it's just like I, I tried to like shoot her in the face. I tried to shoot her in the necklace. So oh, I was yeah. just like, what the heck? Because you can't. I didn't realize you could put it away, and then you go up and you can hug her. Your buddies prep you for. You know what you have to do if you go over there, and you can't through the power of your naturally given like mm-hmm. speech abilities which Norman Reedus does not have in this not, game. Yeah, he's not a if convincer. If you're unable to convince her then mm-hmm. you're going to have to shoot her mm-hmm. is what they suggest. So I think that's why he points the gun because he assumes this is what I'm supposed to do but it doesn't feel right and you're then you're supposed to realize mm-hmm. like you know, Amelie and you have this great, big, meaningful connection, and she'll understand mm-hmm. your empathy for humanity and your need to go back. He comes from like you know a family background where he has he had a wife and a kid, mm-hmm. and he has Lou back at home. So I think she had this like lo- moment of understanding of like, okay, fine, I'll sacrifice myself to a life of solitude, waiting maybe hundreds of thousands of years, so that humanity can live on that amount of time. It's unclear whether there will be another extinction. I, I don't really it know. It absolutely will. She says it's an inevitable. Okay. It, it's going to happen, but so, it's, it's it, like hundreds of thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, and that's why she says, because she doesn't have this concept of time, she says, I didn't think anyone would blame me because mm. I'm just so sick of sitting here waiting. Like, you're going to die anyway. Might as well just be now with dignity is how she considers it. Mm. It's like, you might as well accept your fate and escalate it so rather then, than like just sitting around feeling like you're doing anything, contributing to what is an inevitable fate. Mm-hmm. So then uh, uh, Sam is stranded, but his friends come save him. And I, I really like how they kind of show that a very original uh, E3 trailer with, like, the figures appearing in the sky. That happens one more time. And then he's rescued. And then there's more game. You do another delivery. And that's when the, uh, the there's there's a lot more, like, behind-the-scenes-y stuff with Lou. Or not, not with Lou, with uh, BB, Sam. And, and they show all that stuff. And I really like the last delivery sequence where, where Hartman is like, hey, 
you can take this BB out and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just think that was like a really interesting way to do it. The same guy who tried to tell you to put him in the incinerator mm-hmm. is now yep. telling you to go against direct UC. Well, it's because halfway through the game, he exactly. gets a connection yeah. with BB as well. Which is why the BB story is the unsung story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I love the whole like, <laughs> now we're going to let you see all the cliff parts Outside yeah. of, yeah, of you know, you, you're just watching that whole part again. See, but they're before they took BB away from him. But they're yeah. through Sam's eyes both times because they're through his eyes as BB yeah. when they're original, and then he's in the scenes, like kind yeah. of watching this go yeah. down in that yeah. weird flashback series. But the whole like, as far as like all, the whole ending, the whole like Die Hard Man becoming president and stuff like that, I kind of was like. It kind of went over my head. I, I just didn't, didn't really care. care about a lot yeah. of that. I was just sitting there with the controller, and I was like, if this is the ending, uh, you know. And then the whole like, you you know, then the whole like Sam and BB section that like got me. Mm-hmm. That whole thing it's where great. it's like you can take them off, and then it's like you make that you know the game comes full circle. Your first like delivery is delivering Bridget to the incinerator, and now you're making that exact same hike to take BB there, and. I'm like, you You better not put BB in that incinerator. And sure enough, he doesn't. And and then obviously the after credit scene of, of him naming her Louise and all I that. I think it, it, the game definitely stuck the landing on like a few of the sort of the sort of character story arcs and, and mm-hmm. sort of different relationships that we see on screen. And I think some of them, like, I, I don't know. I don't, feel, I, I don't feel like I ever really cared about Die Hardman. Like, and then yeah. it's like, and no. he became president. And I was like... I think the thing <laughs> there was, like, they needed to tie a loop on the whole UCA thing because you spend literally the entire game mm-hmm. connecting city hubs to the UCA. So it's like, all right, well, we might as well make that sort of definitive so it's not like you spent 60 hours doing nothing. And it's also his redemptive moment because he feels so much guilt over shooting his friend and his mm-hmm. friend's baby. Um, even though it was Amelie who had pulled the trigger. So I think it's a moment for him to kind of take a stand for what Bridget slash Amelie wasn't doing for the country and finally, like, put a little tie on that as well. But they didn't spend enough time on him and making me care about him, so I do agree. But it's I do see storyline-wise why it should be significant. Coolest mask in the game, I think. That's I like true. the gold one but second. Masks aren't but I like supposed it. to be good. You're not supposed to hide behind the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I, I, uh, fragile. It was my <laughs> was a uh, a good character and a good actor. Actor. Like I really liked that that role. Um, but like I felt like that really petered out. It's like oh, I'm just going to start my company again. You want to work for me? Okay. I kind of was hoping he would. Actually, I thought that would have been there a cool was also post this game. Weird moment where they tried to make this like weird romantic triangle thing mm-hmm. with like I, I kept not understanding. Like I know Amelie's. I guess my sister because they're saying <laughs> that Amelie is Bridget's daughter and I was raised by Bridget but also there's like a weird romantic tension yeah like on the on the beach all of a sudden yeah where where it's like Amelie versus fragile and and he's like we appreciate everything you've done but we're we're good from here and I'm like Oh, this is like awkward all and of a sudden. Because beach, fragile, like, yeah, it, it was a to little. To get to the beach, weird. fragile's like, I know you love her. Like, you have to really mm-hmm. reconnect to your love for Amelie. So yeah. it's like, the, it definitely was a weird, like, you know, it's a sister, but he loves her, but also fragile, Adopted. jealous. Yeah. But still, I know this is like a Star Wars thing, but still. Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> as far as the character stuff goes, like by the by the end of the Metal Gear series, it's like these are characters that we've been kind of kicking around for like you know, 30 years at this point, and they've had a chance to really kind of build up these different, you know, connections, strands, whatever. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it kind of just comes out swinging with like, here's a bunch of new characters, get to know them, read those emails, listen to those Kodak calls, and just, they're... They're actors. The e- Look yeah. at them go. The emails, man. The emails are, now that I'm going through all of the no emails, emails, man, it's, it's rough because it's like, 
There is a lot of story stuff yeah. buried There's in those emails in that, emails. that you're just—it's it, actually somewhat disappointing that it's like you actually learn about Sam's family and you mm-hmm. learn about. That's why know, I don't read my actual emails. Like, like why, why, uh, why Higgs has the mask and stuff like that. You actually you learn, learn his, all that information through emails, and you're like, oh. his name, his name, you, yeah. which is you know it's Peter something. Peter Eng- Engel something like that. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, I love that there's also, like, there's little things that have popped up elsewhere in Kojima games. Like, the whole final pistol thing with with Amelie was totally like the end of Snake Eater. I was going to ask you about that. Are those references to other... There's very few Metal Gear references that I recognize. There's only one that I can really There's no direct references that I caught really i mean somebody might call me out on that but like it all it's all kind of more the way kojima it's just like kojima's game design he, i mean he likes to iterate on his own ideas mm-hmm. uh i mean if we want to get really weird about it uh i believe there was an like an audio transmission or tape or whatever in phantom pain that was about like i want to say it was like like ocelot and or, or it was either miller or ocelot and and the boss showering together or like wrestling in the oh, shower. Oh, funny because that shower which scene and then happens. <laughs> yeah, you have a shower scene with with the boys, mm-hmm. which was very weird. That was a very how does BB pee on uh, Hartman? I forget. He like bursts through his pod somehow. Is there like an evacuation point? Is it like a like a leak or like it's just it's a really weird sequence? I think yeah. it, I think it's the pod that leaks. Right? Okay. That's I think so. Probably not good. I can't remember. <laughs> also, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, now that I know what I know about BB too, it's like anat- anatomically difficult. So it must have sure. been the uh, it must have been the situation of the pod leaking. Mm-hmm. All right, we've established it. Okay. It was and that's really what we yeah. came here to do. Sure. Yeah. So well, he gets sprayed. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Yeah. What was like? What was your favorite weirdness? Dana? Favorite weirdness. I mean, I have a favorite moment that we didn't get to yeah, discuss let's, uh, yet. Sure, let's, I mean, there's um, a lot to There's a lot here. to take in. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment was kind of a gameplay and story element when you're trekking back east so that you can um, get to the final bosses of the game. And in the process, there's time fall everywhere, and it's more disastrous than ever, and you're, like, you know, carrying these cryptobytes to bring to Fragile, and I actually have a weird moment connecting to that. Um, and all of that, like, really changes the environment, and it, you feel the finality of the game in the process because, like, you've reverted. But this is, like, typical Act 3 video game thing where you've, like, you don't have all your tools anymore. You've yep. reverted just mm-hmm. to ladders and anchors. Everything is, like, rapidly um, getting demolished by time fall, so you're, you basically have a ticking time bomb with your cryptobytes. And then you go and you give... The, the case of mostly, almost like completely destroyed cryptobytes in my case to Fragile. She eats one and pops right back up. When meanwhile, I've been carrying like a hundred or whatever the max is for cryptobytes in my bag this entire time. And they explain it as, oh, she just had some jet lag and she needed the cryptobite. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite Honestly, moment leading to a weird moment. I would eat like a large flying tardigrade if that cured jet lag. I would eat one of those. <laughs> yeah, I know. It turns out jet lag is not enough blood in your body. That's there right. you go. More blood. They used to think you had too much blood in your body for every disease. They're like, got to get that blood out, get the good blood back in. Science has come a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam, what about you? What was your favorite like just moment? So I had a moment where I, I, I was... Uh, 
first of all, every time you transport a human in that game, it's it's a weird moment. Mm-hmm. And the weirdest possible is the first time you wrap a live human up like that. Yeah. And it's the uh, the Kyle artist's daughter that you take mm-hmm. back to the junkyard. And and you you put her on your, your back. And so it, you can't just walk with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? And and you're you're going around sand dunes for that, you know. And then there's there's BTs just everywhere. So uh, I was doing that, and at that point in the game, you have your hematic grenades to destroy them with. And so I was doing that, and and I I, I kind of like exploded one too close to myself, and then on my back there's this like mummy lady just covered in blood. <laughs> And it was the weirdest thing. I just kind of stopped and I was like, what is happening in this mm-hmm. game? But it just. Your blood. Yeah, it was my blood mm-hmm. just everywhere and just like big mists of blood everywhere. And that, 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 like it, it speckles you all the way down. That was a did weird you, one. Uh, did you at any point, uh, just like totally, totally eat shit while carrying her? Not like literally, I know there's like weird stuff. I dropped weird. mama in a lake and she was just going down the lake. <laughs> I'm like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> was was there any dialogue that went with that? I I, I don't I, remember. I feel like I might have dreamed that. No, it was just like you're missing cargo, and I was like, oh, let me go grab her. She's just going down this way. Some other porter to find. Yeah, and that's when she was she was still alive, and she's. You should have taken her to the hot spring. I feel like Sam apologizes. Like I think I I, I might have. I think so too. I mean, he has all these like reactive. He mutters a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, when he yeah. drops a bunch of DVD players or whatever, job. he's like, oh crap, that's coming out of my paycheck. Yeah, oh. I definitely dropped the artist lady because you know the chiral artist is like on a platform, which is like five feet off the ground and there's yeah. no way to get yeah. off of it mm-hmm. so I just like ran off the side and fell and he's like wham and then just the body rolls off you're like Ugh. yeah I'd, I'd say I'd say my like favorite moment was uh, kind of like Sam was like another it was just like a gameplay moment where I was just in a bad spot I hadn't been to a safe house forever I'm covered in blood I had no like weapons and I get caught by the BTs and I think this might have been before I even knew that you could run from the catcher yeah, when you discover and that so, and so I I fight them and it just takes forever it's the one by the junk dealer by where it's like all those like abandoned ruins or whatever and uh so i'm just like running around getting the help from the other porters and i finally take this thing down and i have like no stamina i have no nothing and uh i see like a time fall shelter and i so i'm just like i just go over there and like a porter had upgraded it where there was music playing Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of like this just like weird like all this like crazy stuff that had just happened and it was kind of cool to just go and I, I just like sat down and was just like listening to Trigger by Major Laser and just was kind of like, well, that was something. I'm sure you that's know? what you needed in that moment. <laughs> that's, that, it, 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 it Like I just needed to just like chill after this like 15 minute boss battle. Uh, I was just like, yeah, just kind of chill, listen to some music, hide in this time fall shelter. This is, this is a chill game. I, we had somebody yeah. write in saying it's like such, it's a really good podcast game, and it like it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah just oh yeah. Said totally. that today. That's really yeah, funny. Totally. No, and it's uh, also I one thing that was that totally blew me away was the first time I came across one of the the Horizon Zero Dawn like brontosauruses. Yeah. That somebody had yeah. put up just outside. Like mm-hmm. mind blowing. I, I was like riding a, a, a trike along, and I just kind of like. Went past it and it would just caught a glimpse of it, like it didn't yeah. fully render. And I like dropped the controller. The I, was like, and you're I was like, "Whoa, am I, am I gonna fight dinosaur? Like, what is that? Like, yeah. I didn't know." And then it was like, "Oh no, it's just Herman Hulse put that in there, or whatever." Yeah. Okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, if you upgrade the craftsman, he's got Aloy out there. He's got a, a, a watcher and all that stuff. It's super cool. Good God, yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a tremendous. It's a Kojima game. There's all kinds of weird stuff buried in there. I'm like, I'm so excited to see like what. Not just what happens to it, like, post-launch, but mm-hmm. what people find in it. Like, what kind of stuff is hidden away in there? Because, like, Kojima understands how the Internet works and how people will engage with the things he put out there. I mean, PT was not – that was not 
the PT we know and love now. That was not a Silent Hills teaser. That was just a little thing. They were like, surprise. And people picked it apart. And they were like, what is this? What is what is hidden here? So, like, what's mm. what's hidden in Death Stranding? Like, it's a game about connecting The dead lady in PT, her name is Lisa, and Cliff's wife's name was Lisa. What do you know? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Ads Mickelson was going to play Pyramid. I'm with you. I've been checking Reddit every day, and that's when I saw the chiral artist thing mm-hmm. that is like, you can take her to the hot spring. And it's like, every day I'm just, like, noticing something. I I, know, I saw something else today, that if you go to the hot spring and you, you take BB, and he'll just be in the pod, and he'll be trying to swim. You learn that it's in an so email. so good. Also, that's so cute. Did you guys go in the hot springs? I love them so much. I never went into one. One cool thing about that is that Iceland is famous for its hot springs. This game is just Iceland. I know Mm -hmm. it's it's squeezed in the United States, but every single environment in this game is a famous Icelandic environment. It's just that's what Iceland looks like. Iceland's all about those like milky, weird hot springs. There's a very famous one called the Blue Lagoon. Where is from? What's that? Aurora, the band, is from Iceland. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that, that oh, one cool. Icelandic band is in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but Iceland, so, it's fun. Uh, side note, uh, what is it? Uh, Lockney and the, her sister, whatever her sister's Malignan. name is. Malignan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are both names of meteor craters. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of like weird like little extinction hints in there, like stuff yeah. that sort of leads up like to it. Higgs is like the Higgs boson. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what a cryptobiote is? Mm. It's, a, it's an animal or an organism that can enter... Uh, it can... I'm, I'm going to butcher this. It can enter like a different sort of physiological phase to adapt to an environment. Mm-hmm. So basically, if it, like things get too cold, oh. if it gets so it is hot, a tardigrade. It's I mean yeah, like a tardigrade, but because those can like solidify into a hard state for like six months in a vacuum of space and then be rejuvenated. Yeah, it's effectively a thing okay. that can well sort of survive extinction. It's about you know adaptability. Exactly, yeah. The other thing that also does that is brine shrimp. Oh okay, aka sea monkeys. Yeah, which. You know, you have the tardigrades in your little jar on your on your desk, mm-hmm. yeah. and those like, that, they're in a sea monkey yeah, yeah. container. Yeah, mm. just right. There you go. Like, Same thing with uh, Fragile's umbrella. Like, there's an email that says this isn't an umbrella; it's like a tool that yeah. I, I don't remember what it was, but it was like. Or the Odra deck has a origin, yeah. right? Oh it's yeah, a Kafka reference. Yeah. Yeah. It's rooted in a Kafka shorts. Like, there's so much stuff to like unpack and dig into, and just. Like, I mean, I love I love that part of it. That's been, I think, honestly, that was my favorite part of it leading up to it, was trying to sort of, like, yeah. know, do that, you know, bulletin board mm-hmm. insanity, mm-hmm. you know, wire Trying to figure thing. out what Death Stranding is. Was anybody right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Everyone had, like, you know, reductive nonsense theories. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. think at one point I was like, it's going to be like a persistent post-apocalyptic paper boy. Mm-hmm. And China? You, know? you were right. Yeah. You did it. I'll be like, it'll yeah. like a gritty Yoshi's Island where you have a crying baby and a witch tries to steal it from. You know. That's pretty accurate too. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's somewhere between like the, the, the postman and, uh, and uh, Interstellar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, final thoughts, everybody. I thought it was an interesting experience that takes a while to unfold, but is rewarding in the end. So, I, I think it's a game that I would recommend to anybody to play when they have the time to play it. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that'll stick with me for a long time. Death Stranding's weird. Uh, before it's I like worked three at, years, you're going to forget yeah, about it entirely. Before, before I worked at IGN, everybody said the best thing about working in the video game industry is going to E3 with you know the company you work for, right? My first E3 is when Death Stranding got announced. And so it's like... It's been this game that has like followed me. Like I did all the rewinds and, and helped with those and, and it's been this like me and you worked on it a bunch leading up to the game and it's like it's been this game that's like it was it was weird. Like I went to Target just to take a picture of the case, just because it was like 
it is so weird that this game is like in a store that you can just go and buy. And after playing it, I, I'm like, it's, it's weird. And like I said at the beginning, like I didn't love it as much as I thought I would, but I still liked it a lot. And it's something that I'm going to think about for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad it exists. I think I had like sky high expectations and it disappointed me, but that doesn't mean that I hate it. You know, like I'm yep. kind of just excited to see what, like what its legacy is. Uh, now, I'm also just I'm happy Kojima made a studio and that he's yeah. going to continue making games. Uh, yeah. Do you think we're going to see a Death Stranding two, or we're going to see something brand new, or a brand new Social Strand game? Like what what comes next? Well, since he was so adamant about this being a new genre, I would assume that the Strand kind of genre would be what he would continue into the next project. Whether that's Death Stranding two, which this was supposed to be the final extension, so how could that possibly be unless it's set on the moon, um, which would be a different setting entirely? But yeah, I would I would imagine that general gameplay element which is what I found most interesting, that connectivity to other players would be what he would pursue next. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see a small game. I'd love to see him make a, a, a couple of tiny games instead of one big one. I'm totally with you on that. More yeah, I, I can't picture yeah, like yeah, exactly. a Death Stranding 2 where it's like it's another game about like the mechanics of Death Stranding. What about are- Europe? <laughs> like the mechanics of Death Stranding are story-based. You're That's reconnecting true. America. So if you... Yeah, sure, you could just keep reconnecting places, but, like, America's reconnected, so you, why are you making deliveries now kind of deal? Like, like overall story-wise, I get that he's still, like, deliveries need to be made, but do we need a second game for him to be making deliveries? So it's it's weird to think about, like, Death Stranding 2, but, yeah, like, Japan I'm interested, cool. what about interested to see. with Stranding elements? Mm-hmm. So the the BTs are other players. I'd like to see a fragile spinoff. I'd like to see her character more, uh, or maybe much, or, it's just all fast travel delivery. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, maybe a she cliff shows up spin-off. to clean your house and, and set your kids straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or a Cliff Die Hardman spinoff, something like that. Interesting. Like, and when I say we just established, I, we don't want to see a Die Hardman spinoff. Well, if it's Cliff, it's got to have Die Hardman. It's just a <laughs> poli- political simulator. Just, <laughs> just skeleton mask. We need time. to reconnect America. <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm with Sam on this. I would love to see Kojima do something something smaller. Uh, I know a lot of people get mad at that. I don't mean smaller, like oh, just it's a you know it's a three hour walking simulator. I mean the same yeah. level of Kojima density we're used to, but like maybe just a. I guess more focused, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this felt like it had a lot of the trappings of Metal Gear Solid Five and of what PT might have been. I mean, it had people who were in PT popping up in it, mm-hmm. and Del Toro was involved. And yep. uh, and then also there's, I mean, this whole social strand thing. Like, it seems it seems like the kind of pure concept of what that was, along with the delivery side, side of stuff, was almost like, it was almost like sort of fuddled by the other things in there. Like, were the ghosts intentionally part of that, or was that kind of to support the mm-hmm. story? I mean, the fact that you... You know, it's not it's not a game about shooting people really. Like you but you still get an arsenal of guns, which felt like totally out of out of Phantom Pain. Yeah. Yep. I mean the I don't know, it's feel like that. It's a it's a it's interesting thing. I'm glad that we, we it's there's a lot to talk about. Yep. Kojima doing Journey or Limbo or something like that, those are games that meant a lot to a lot of people, even though they were smaller in scale, but they still had a lot of meaning and I think that's what he's good at, and I think that I would encourage. He said, you know, also, he, he's probably going to make a movie before yeah, that. He said his studio is yeah. designed to make a movie. That will be interesting. Um, but, yeah, in the meantime, there's, uh, I'm sure, lots of stuff to unpack from the realms of Death Stranding. And if you get stuck, we have a big, huge guide over on IGN mm-hmm. in the Wiki's Guide section. Uh, folks, thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming here. And, thank you. Uh, we, I feel like we all just really... Just bridged a gap between. I like the game <laughs> even more now. We all have a strand now. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like that's it. You kind of it's it's the it's the weird adventures we had along the way. We exactly. Connect with that. 
Anyway, thank you for watching and uh, I don't do, likes, like ding. likes, likes, ding, ding, ding. There it is. <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.